Hello and welcome back to the Reigning Opinions Podcast with Crystal and Carmen. We are back. Yes, yes we are. We took up to a little uh, two-week break on you guys. You know, we might not have announced that second week, but you know, we did. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and we are back. We are back and we're talking about the first three episodes of the Braxton Family yes. Values. Child, mm-hmm. it's so bad. It's, it's mm-hmm. so bad and I'm just I know that people are saying to themselves right why don't they get mm. off the TV it's clearly not mm. good for the family dynamic but at the same time it's so good that it's bad yeah yeah it's like I a guilty that. pleasure almost right it's like you can see this family literally crumbling and deteriorating right in front of your eyes but as soon as yeah. that new season is announced we're like the dvr is set we're ready we're ready right and i feel like it's been crumbling for a while like i hadn't i don't know if there was another season after that one season where nobody was really there because mm-hmm. contracts weren't right and the only one that really was there consistently was Tracy mm-hmm. and then they had an Ayamla episode Ayamla episode, and yeah. so I was like I don't know if there was a season after that one but if it was I didn't watch so and do, um, now I'm back do you think that they got the money right or do you think that they lawyers couldn't get them out that contract so they all had to come on back I'm not really sure what the issue is at this point I just all I know is um, they are there and it seems like they want to be there because they're bringing their, you know, uh, boyfriends and, you know, the extra drama with them. So it's like they are, you know, prepared to continue to do this, like for as long as people are demanding it. So I don't feel like they are like begrudgingly doing it at this point. Mm-hmm. I feel like they are needing the added income. So they are, they have swallowed, you know, the the hard pill the tough pill whatever the saying is and they are doing it and trying to make it worth our while that's what i'm getting keyword is trying <laughs> trying <laughs> trying but yeah. we opened the season with trina and mm-hmm. you know everything leading up to her marrying Vaughn, who is a very handsome man. I think he's handsome. Mm-hmm. And his his uh his sons is fine too. Um so we start yes, I'm very happy for Trina. <laughs> I'm so happy for her in this accent. Mm-hmm. So we open with <laughs> the Bachelorette party and mm-hmm. I thought it was cool or whatever. I personally don't care for male strippers. I've had terrible experiences with them. They're just weird to me. If I'm gonna be around strippers, I'd rather just be around women because dudes mm-hmm. they're just weird they smell funny i don't need you flopping your meat in my face nothing about that is appealing it's never been appealing but anywho yeah no not strange <laughs> you know it's like it's weird like i don't get it um yeah it's just so weird but i know everybody has to make a living somehow some way i mean do you so think? that's what that's what it is for some people but that is weird for me like but i think my people know like i'd rather have like um you know uh, an exotic party where you can buy stuff opposed to yeah uh, you know opposed to the um you know the setup that they had i didn't i don't know what the actors were doing that <laughs> trina walked out because of that people were talking i don't know exactly what their setup was because we didn't get a lot a lot of footage of that but it seemed like it was people were being rude and talking and gawking and 
you know, just being disrespectful to the presentation. It was a so, lot. Uh, it was a lot. Do we think that <laughs> everyone in attendance was an actual factual friend of Trina? Um, yeah. Or do I mean, we think that because I mean, they're on the WeTV roster, they needed to show up to the event? I don't know. For I, I can't be certain. You know, I don't know these people on that level. But I'm going to assume if they were going to involve themselves with this type of gathering on TV, mm-hmm. even though, you know, TV is an added incentive. I mean, there's no problem if you're going to even be viewable. So if you know, you know how, if you've done it before, you know how it goes. This can be done like taped over and over again because it's not actually reality, reality. They're just trying to make something out of this. And so I don't know. I feel like I would, if I loved her, I would, I would go, you know, understanding what was, you know, about to happen like it was going to be a whole lot but you know I feel like if I didn't love her I would not involve myself in it I'm like I'm doing all that I knew you know I, I feel like you have to kind of love them to put yourself in that position I don't think everybody TV crazy at this point child listen uh, how did you <gasps> feel about Tamar and her pseudo righteousness semi-righteousness out of nowhere righteousness when it comes to the copious amounts of penises in the vicinity listen so um this is something that happens a lot to people when they you know are kind of flip floppy with you know the church and you know being saved sometimes and sometimes they not um, so all I'll say is I understand or I have I have at least experienced something like that before to where, you know, for my um bachelorette, people were having that party for me and like people just didn't think that I was that type of person to where that was okay and that kinda got on my nerves because you know, even you know, I've never made an attempt to be super saved. You're perfect, but you Crystal. Can't, You're perfect. You, okay. You cannot <laughs> assume that the subtlest of uh, safeness is not being defined that way by somebody else, right? Right. Right. You you can say you don't drink and they just go, oh, okay, she a nun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like they just take it there regardless. And so, yes, Taylor did come off that way, but I understand, like, she knows that she is in the public eye, right? So somebody sees her at church and see her in the spirit and see her speaking in tongues or see her reading the Bible. And somebody knows her life on that level to where she feels like she has to protect it on screen. And that's why she kept making announcements. That's what I'll say. But, but, uh, and it was extra. It was, and it's annoying. And I don't feel like, I feel like once you're confident in who you are, you're not worried about the onlookers, right? You're not, you're not worried about who made mistake what. So I do feel like it's something you experience when you're still but not comfortable not, with the definition that you're giving it. I can't get down with it because, okay, you flip floppy, you feeling super Christian today. That's cool. But that didn't stop you from being in Candy Showcase not too long ago for her little dungeon See, situation. The timeline, the timeline, like the super save could have wore off by now. Like when, which, which one came first? I mean, was she well, super saved then? Well, Candy's situation was before, you know, the super righteousness that we saw in this episode. Okay. I mean, cool. Like, it's no shade. I just feel like it's weird, right? But, you know, people have their seasons and they, and they, you know, wherever you are in your life right now, Tamar, we know you're going through some things. But why not just not be there if you were just going to be there too? make people feel like freaks and geeks you know what i'm saying like for me if 
this is what I'm planning to do, or this is what my other, you know, I know um, Trina didn't have bridesmaids, but you know, the people who were helping her to coordinate this event, if you knew that this mm-hmm. was happening, why not just come? Because you're not going to be here and make me feel weird or anybody else feel weird. That's the part of the situation that I think just rubbed me the wrong way. Why are you even here? I know you want to be here to support yeah. me because I'm getting married, but if you're going to be bringing this like uh, energy, you could have just right. sent a car, ma. Like you really could. So yeah, so I guess let this be like uh, a lesson for everybody who's kind of in that phase. Like you can do this type of thing without making it personal or specific to you. Like you're not the person they're catering to today. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to feel like, oh, this is out of place. This is indecent, right? You ain't got to carry on like that. As you can see, she wore the garb. You know, she was in her little sexy uh, gear, right? Mm-hmm. So now when she sees all the penises, now she wants to say something. I, I do feel like it's a little attention getting, a uh, grabbing, you know, like you're trying to get attention at the same time. You're trying to uphold this, you know, this standard. And I just feel like you're setting yourself up for failure every time you make an announcement or comment you know, or just have an issue with something. She looked it up and said, and found out why it was the most appropriate thing. But it didn't matter because these people had the little penis props and the stripper. So, okay. I right. can see if you did one or the other, but okay, sure. But it didn't, you know, to be somebody like me, if I know what I'm going to get myself in into, I'm not going to be like set up to be like, oh no, I'm too sad for this. I wouldn't. I wouldn't right. put myself in that position. Right. Like, just to be, you know, complaining the whole time. Exactly. Why even put yourself in the situation? But mm-hmm. anywho, we get through the bachelorette, which I think was, it mm-hmm. was cool. Like, to each mm-hmm. their own. I don't need all the dicks around, but, you know, yeah. do your thing. And then after that, did we get to, no, Tony's music video was in the second episode where we see well no she was in a she didn't go to the the bachelorette party because it was because of her video so because of the i don't know because of the video so she was shooting videos and stuff so that's why she didn't make it to the bachelorette party so she made it to the wedding um so are people still listening to tony braxton music like has anyone asked for new tony braxton music (laughs) i'm not trying to be funny this is a serious question it made me laugh. Um, <laughs> listen, I'm not certain. I can't say that I am, but I can't speak for everyone. <laughs> I mean, because don't get me wrong, like, Tony Braxton, the living legend, right? But is anybody yeah, still checking for Tony Braxton? Because I'm just seeing her on small stages. Did she ever do a residency? Did I make that up? Or she did something like she it, huh? Very well did. She very well did. Okay. I can. I would easily see her doing it and doing it for a while i just i wouldn't have i don't know i, I don't know it's not for me um i like her though yeah. um i wouldn't like be like nah i want to do that like if somebody already bought tickets and stuff right i would totally go but it is not something that i am going to put on my list of things to do i can dig it uh we see an entrance from miss evelyn in this first episode and she's looking like her daughter's money for show I have my opinions about Miss Evelyn, but we won't talk about that till the third episode because I have more things to say. Uh, we get a taste of Tracy and Tracy mad. Tracy always mad. I feel bad for Tracy. And let me tell you why I feel bad for Tracy. I do feel like she is the quote unquote ugly duckling or like FedEx kid or like, you know, whatever colloquialism you want to give to the kid that just really doesn't fit in, right? 
I do feel bad for her in that aspect. I do feel like she internalizes a lot. I think um, we do see Tracy start with therapy. Do I feel like it's a bit too late? Like she late, not not too late and like she can't be helped, but late like, mama, we should have been doing this season one individual therapy because there are still things that I still believe stem from 20 plus years ago. If it's one thing that Tracy has gotten from her mother, it's her inability to let things go because we see that Evelyn's still caught up off Mr. Braxton. But um, Tracy... Is scaring me. She's scaring me in the fact that the anger that we see in her is it's worrying. Would you agree? Yeah. Um, so at this point, Tracy is a concern. I feel like Tracy is her own worst enemy, though. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So while I do understand that they can they can treat her funny because she's like you know off in you know Maryland, not really like you know in her arm's reach, you know, she's not readily available for them if they so choose to need her, right? Mm-hmm. So I do understand, like, that could be an issue and probably has created a bigger issue over time. At the same time, I feel like she doesn't want to be the FedEx kid, if you will, like mm-hmm. you said, uh, but she wears the title well. So it's one thing when you decide that you don't want to be a tre- be treated a certain way and you want to command respect that you weren't given previously, but then you wear the role. Mm-hmm. So you 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 like I don't want this, but I'm bringing it with me, right? And so I want her to realize that she's doing she's conflicting within herself and with the people she wants to change. You know right. how they treat her. She's doing it. So it's like, okay, Tracy, take off that victim then. Take off the one being left out. Take off the ugly duckling. Take off the not being equal to them. Take off the being less than to them. Take that off and don't put it back on and command your respect. But as long as you want to be the one that they listen to the most and understand the most and, you know, uh, be sad about the most because your life was the most unfortunate. Now, as long as you're trying to get the most, because I feel like that's what happens with her and Tamar. Mm-hmm. When her and Tamar get together, they are competing for the most sympathy. Oh. Who deserves the most sympathy? And Tracy, while wanting to be treated differently, is going to lay down the gauntlet and say, I deserve the most, and here's why. And then she brings all that stuff she don't want back to the forefront and then we're trying to figure out why they treat it like they treat it because that's what i get right And, and in these first three episodes i think back to maybe it was last season or the season before when tracy said to tamar you make it so hard to love you right but in mm-hmm. these instances that we're seeing in the beginning of the season i'm like tracy but you don't you won't make it easy either boo because i feel like much like Tamar, Tracy want to be chased, right? Um, especially in that scene at the wedding, she can say all she want to the cameras that she needed space, but she really did want people to come and see for her. You see what I'm saying? Um, mm. And that's just me. That's just Carmen's opinion. Right. And, and, and like you mentioned, I feel like, Tracy, you wearing, you're wearing the label well, you know? Mm-hmm. You you can't isolate yourself and expect people to still come to the island. You know what I'm saying? I know I've 
we've spoken about that offline with, you know, some situations within my family, right? It's like you can't continue to isolate yourself and push people away and come up with whatever reason that you need to to help your narrative of why you want to be so distant, of why you, you know, nobody gets you and why you can't get along. And then when people just get tired, right, they just get tired of chasing only to be met with the Heisman. You see what I'm saying? Like, why are we going to... I'm not going to keep doing it. I'm certainly not going to keep doing it, you know? Um, how do we feel about, I can't remember what happened in each episode, so maybe we should just talk about what's happened so far. Yeah, we don't have to really individualize yeah. it like that. But, I mean, if it works, it works. But, yeah, so, I mean, for me, what, what were you going to ask? Well, how how do you how do we feel about how Tracy is coping with the death of her niece? Because... Unless we know everybody grieves differently, right? right? But from just watching the show and from the outside looking in and not not fully knowing the dynamics, why do we mm-hmm. think Tracy is taking it perceivably so much harder than everybody else? Does that well, make I sense mean, what I'm trying what to ask? Said, she, she was being more of the mother, right? Yeah. Well, not being, she felt like, the girl called her like mom like she was like the second mom like they were closer than what we would have caught because like when she's in maryland she's closer to this young lady because her brother lives there too right Mm -hmm, and that's mm -hmm. his daughter you know and um you know they were just closer and we we probably won't be able to gauge um how close they were to determine like how she should or shouldn't feel um they always say losing a child is one of the hardest things you will ever do Mm -hmm. you know as a as a as a woman, right? So being that this not this is not her physical child, and this is a relative, but she, you know, looked at her like a daughter or whatever. We we should be able to understand this is something extremely hard for Tracy, being someone who doesn't deal well with her emotions mm-hmm. or you know just that area in her life well anyway, you know. So I totally um, understand that she's grieving way more than everybody else and I don't judge her for it. Mm-hmm. I just really, really want her not to be lashing out the the way that she is and quit expecting everybody to understand your process. Mm. Like I think that's the biggest thing. Like it's it's almost like Tracy expects everyone to understand her particular situation, the way she is and everything she does, every decision she makes, every, you know, uh time bummy thing she does as far as like going off and clicking all this stuff that she does she expects everybody at every point to be understanding exactly why she did that because it makes so much sense because this this is this, this, this happened to me and this is this, this keep happening to me nobody understands tracy and they don't have to understand feel mm-hmm. how you feel and quit expecting validation for your feelings just feel how you feel get through the process of feeling that way and you understand it for yourself. And if somebody needs to explain it, you know, understand it, you can explain it to them in in a way that works for you. But otherwise, quit needing the validation of the way you feel. Like, I feel like everything Tracy does is for the validation of how why she feels that way. So she has to go an extra mile because I feel this way and y'all don't understand me. And I don't know if y'all care. Mm. And I don't know if it's fair for her to feel that way, the way she has set everything up. You know, right. like she claims that she wants to be distant, but then complains that there's distance. Right. So I hear you. 
I hear you. It's hard. It's hard. Like, I, I care about Tracy. I really, really do. And I can tell you early on, I felt the disrespect that they seemingly gave her. But then this time around, it feels like she has brought all those things she wants, she doesn't want with her and blaming them for it. Mm. I just want Tracy to get better. Not only for herself, but for her husband, for her, um, for her son, grandchildren, grandchildren. you know, she's got people that depend on her too. And I've, I've always felt like, and and maybe it's weird to me because of the, the, um, what's the word I want to look for? The relationship dynamic that I have with my siblings. I've always thought it's kind of odd how invested they all are in each other, but it's almost unhealthy to me. Like how they operate is almost too close because we're not 16 anymore. We're grown women with families and our own life's paths. But I feel like they be in each other's business too much. Am I weird? Am I Am I like the only one who feel like that? I don't like necessarily it's, feel it's like that. It's an unhealthy too close. amount I, of in my business. I feel like um, they should probably have outsiders that they go to more you know because at certain points like especially with this situation it's you know it's kind of like weird to have like that one go-to person because mm-hmm. then they they burst at the seams Twanda. you know when <laughs> it's just too much right I remember um, so that it's like shit. it's not okay to have that one go-to person um you know that they put all their weight on so they right. do need like outside circles from mm-hmm. the sisterhood Mm-hmm. to go to that way it's not too much on the sisterhood because as you can tell like this is you know it, it gets old it wears thin because they can't be everything for each other because they all come with so much yeah they all come with their own set of divorces and children they all come with their own set of you know uh you know successes and failures like they all come with so much and it's just too hard for any of them to keep up with yeah and act the right way because they all require a certain reaction and a different treatment so it's a lot to put on this their sisterhood yeah you know so it's like they really need to be working their outside circles that you know get re- relieve some stress from the sisterhood right you know what else was a lot and, for and, the sisterhood oh what? Oh, go ahead. I was going to be petty. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, what I was going to say is, and if they're all going to their mama, which a lot of people do, Ooh. then Miss Evelyn needs to change up the way she exchanges information within the sisterhood Ms. of the girls. Evelyn because Evelyn pits her kids against one another. I don't care what nobody say. That woman is not I mean, happy. I'm not, I won't go that far and say that's what she's doing, but I'm saying in a lot of families, that's how the information is exchanged. Mm-hmm. But they got to so. know that you can't tell nothing to Miss E in confidence. Because as soon as she hang up with Tawanda, she going to be on the phone with Tony. And then Tony. I don't imagine that. I don't that imagine that. But I'm not going to pack that is going to be on the phone with <laughs> such and such. Mommy told me X, Y, Z. Yeah. So mommy's got to be careful. Mommy mommy's need to get a life. Careful. That's what mommy need to get. Um, but the thing that <laughs> the petty thing that's a strain on the sisterhood is them fucked up cakes that um Trina just could not get right for her poet wedding day. Oh my god. How'd she get two bogus cakes? Where did she find said cake decorators? 
This why you can't. And have. why? And why didn't she? Why didn't she pick from something they've done? <laughs> you know, like why didn't you come up with your own concept? Apparently, they didn't see your baby. Vision. <laughs> like, this entire cake situation was, you know, the Instagram feed of what I ordered versus what I got, baby. Mm-hmm. How? And you didn't pay these people all their money. You didn't pay for them in full, and you still accepted that foolishness, mm-hmm. baby. No. You pay your deposit, right? The non-refundable deposit. And then once you see said debacle, you'd be like, I'm not going to pay for that because that's not what I asked for. It's simply not. Mm. It won't work. It's not going to work. So that was was a stress on the sisterhood. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, And like, so so here we are with, you know, Trina, Mm -hmm. who has always to me, even though she had that little, you know, weird situation with her previous husband, you know, may he rest in peace. Yeah, God bless um, Gabe. Yeah, you know, with that, you know, it was really, it was really crazy. It, you know, it didn't always seem dysfunctional, but the fact that they would break up and get back together so often, mm-hmm. well, it did, you know? So it was like, ish, clearly there's an issue here, right? I don't know why you just won't, you know, completely, you know, disconnect from this or whatever. I think they but, both you know, couldn't leave each other alone. They both couldn't right, leave each right, other right, alone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I feel like that was a dysfunction that they couldn't leave each other alone. Like when they were fine, they were fine. But once they had came to the conclusion again and again and again on why they shouldn't be together and couldn't execute that disconnection, mm-hmm. that's when it that's when it was like that was a dysfunction. Like why can't y'all let go? But other than that, I felt as like As sad as it always... sounds, it was gonna take Gabe or Trina passing for them to be able to leave each other alone. Unfortunately. The death part, huh? Baby. The vows were serious. Baby. So, yeah, I mean, I totally understand, but that was, like, my biggest issue with her previously. But now, like, outside of that, I've always felt like she was the most balanced. Like, I don't know where she falls. I don't know if she's right under Tony as far as age or whatever, but she always seemed the most adjusted. She's, like, the best adjusted kid, Mm -hmm. the most well-adjusted one. Like, I feel like she don't be tripping too much. She's not everybody's go-to. She tell people what she got to tell them. Like, she she don't hold on to it too long. You know, she she does what she has to do for herself, right? I agree. And I feel like she she makes herself a a priority. Like, she don't put nobody else over her, but she cares about all her siblings, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's why we can even be doing this with her right now because it's like she still understands the importance of taking care of her mm-hmm. and and i've always she's always my favorite she's always been my favorite and so i was very happy to see her get married this man looks stable you know like mentally and everything else <laughs> he don't seem like one of these little gimmicky guys that could be questionable for you know several of the other sisters mm-hmm. um but well, i do I feel that. like you know tracy also has a stable husband clearly he's stable you yeah. know maybe he isn't perfect but he's clearly stable right more so than Why she everybody is, right? keep throwing up the fact that Kevin is a damn convict? I don't like that. Um, I didn't know he was a convict. You didn't? Girl, that's no. all they keep talking about. That man, he'd been to jail. I've been to jail. Shit. Um, well, Tracy's <laughs> going to jail. If she if she don't get the help she needs, she's going to be in someone's prison. Baby, she because gonna, she gonna she's, snap. She is she is constantly unraveling. Like she hadn't. Nobody has stopped the bleeding. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, I feel like he's stable and I feel like he's good for her and he'll be a great reminder. I feel like, and, and another issue, like she can't let her sisters, I feel like a lot of people's issues in their marriage has been the, the their relationship with their husbands competing with their relationship with their sisterhood. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like there has been like I've been saying that since season one. How yeah, that has been an ongoing issue, and they are struggling with finding the balance in that. And I pray that Trina strikes the balance with this man because I don't—he doesn't seem like somebody who's going to put up with it. And it, even though like they were involved in her day, I feel like she's striking the right balance. But like, I don't got no bridesmaids. I have my brother. You know, like I feel like right. that was yes, Trina. Yes, do your thing. Like your sisters, you know, they—they they have to know you love them. But they do not have to be included in anything you do. They simply you know? do not. And they shouldn't, to be honest with you. Yeah. Did Trina move again? Because the house that they staying up in with Mama E does not look like the house that she had last season. I can't keep up with their homes. <laughs> you I know mean, who else like, can't keep up with all, their homes? They all are nice. Um, you know, they all have nice homes. And all the homes they've been in have been nice. But I cannot keep up with, you know, their homes in comparison to another home. Like, I feel like they, you know, them and Ayala be renting some of the same houses for, like, episodes. I can't keep up. We're not going to do that. Onward to, um... (laughs) (laughs) Should we just jump straight to the wedding? Because there was a lot of of stuff to unpack with the wedding. And the first thing that I want to say, and you already know what I'm about to talk about... I want to know what land of delusion does Evelyn Braxton live in in which she felt that Miss Wanda sitting at that table minding her pin curled business looked in any way, shape, form, or fashion as, as beat down as Evelyn perceived. Um, because Evelyn, you know, <laughs> is, you know, living high on the hog. Is she? Because um, mama's been alone for 20 money, years. And she gets alone. to wear, like, the most potterest uh, of wigs. And she gets to <laughs> keep her face made. And, you know, she gets to, you know, she gets to present a certain way. And that's how she's used to women of a certain age looking. And, it's, and if you look at Miss Wanda, Miss Wanda ain't about all that stuff. You know, she's not no bad looking woman, but she don't look as made up as, you know, a lot of the, you know, she don't look like. She looks like a woman in her, I don't know her age. I'm going to say between 60 and 70. I don't know how old they are. uh, She looks like the way women look when they're not trying to keep up appearances. Like, and Miss Evelyn carries on the way she carries herself. She looks like you know, a Patty or a Gladys Knight. Like, she looks like she needs to go. She She's currently doing shows. And she, I guess she is, in a sense. Um, like, she's, like, she has somewhere to go. Like she's Y'all not forward. listening to Crystal. <laughs> y'all not, y'all right. not listening. This is a show. This is a show. The Breakfast Family Values is a show. So, Miss <laughs> Evelyn has to keep up appearances. She has to look a certain way. Miss Wanda does not. Miss Wanda doesn't need a makeup crew. Miss Wanda doesn't. She does not. I have and a so question. she don't look like that. And if that's what you're going to compare, you're going to compare yourself and the way you look to Wanda, then I do feel like you would feel like she looks, you know, rather disheveled because she doesn't have on as much makeup as you do. Right. You can see, but she doesn't look bad. She doesn't. She doesn't. I have a question. She doesn't look bad at all. I have a question. Is there a statute of limitations on being a homewrecker? Because we understand the origins of the Miss Wanda, Mr. Braxton you know, relationship uh, dichotomy. Is there a statute of limitations on being a homewrecker? This is what I'm going to say. And this is what I have seen with my own eyes as far as like situ- seeing the situation, you know, um, 
in my family, right? So what I will say is there is no statute of limitation because from what I was told, the pain never goes away. Mm -hmm. And while it doesn't sound healthy at all. It clearly um, hasn't gone away from it. (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) It doesn't go away. So I guess what we have to understand about Miss Evelyn is like every time she sees her husband, let alone his wife, she is reminded of the betrayal of whatever went down, Mm -hmm. you know? And it just, it's like, we've had all these children. We had all this stuff going and here you are, right? You did whatever you did. And and now you with this woman and ain't no, ain't no returning of what we knew and what we had. Like it was just said and done. And I had no choice but to cope with the way, you know, it was presented to me. Mm -hmm. And let's just, let's just go ahead and receive and understand that Miss Evelyn was done poorly. There was no real closure. Yes. There was. There was no real, you know, anything for her to be all right with in the way things were done with according to her marriage and how he moved on. Right. Mm -hmm. So we have to understand when it comes to that situation, she's in she's paralyzed. Like she's going to forever feel the way she feels because it was done so poorly and nobody Mm -hmm. has, you know, you know, even if there's been apologize, you know, apologies or anything, it's just like not going to undo the year she had to spend just trying to be okay, even though she wasn't, you know? Right. So I'm I'm going to say that's why we get so much of this. She's still stuck. Because I'd be like, why she's still stuck? You know, clearly it's not going back, but that's not her issue. I think she's just still hurt on how it all went down. And, and I don't think she is ever going to like it. In huh? my, 20 plus years later? Because in my mind, Miss mm-hmm. Evelyn's I was victorious speech would have had a little more weight to it if, I don't know, 18 months after they got married, they got divorced. But we 20 plus years down the road. We 20 plus years, like, like, like. And we've seen Miss Evelyn mean, try to date you know, but and not imagine, pan out. Imagine, Carmen, imagine all the kids they have. Imagine what life was like, you know, making all that happen. Imagine what it was like, you know, to, you know, be, you know, do well enough to where you have one successful one, right? Imagine that, right? And then get a second one in there that's, you know, almost as successful as the first one. Like, just imagine that, all that work that went into that. But we don't even, no, before we even get to where we are now, we can see their lives. We have to understand, like, there was some stuff in the background. And from what I've gathered over what was said on the show, like, her and Mrs. Wanda were friends and I don't know how close they were but they knew of each other and then here it comes he leaves and he's already with this woman they already got something going right I don't feel like this is something he went to after the fact I feel like this was something ongoing before he made the break you understand clearly like like we got that point but 20 20 years you've been stuck 20 years ago you can say 40 you can say 40 you can say 50 years i don't think she's going to feel differently i don't think we're going to get that from her well she might as well go on and pack it up honey because you're not living life you're just you're just you're just going through the motions up and say something you know oh like i'm strong and i do this and i do that clearly it's coming from a place of the way she wish she felt Mm. but it's not the reality and maybe she just needs to instead of getting all bent out of shape when she sees them she needs to honor her hurt feelings and maybe that's what we're getting and why she's not fully over it is because she's not she's never uh, honored her hurt feelings because she felt like she had to put on the show for her daughters Mm. but maybe she's still on her why, why, her, huh? why her daughters won't sit her down and be like, mommy, 
mommy, you need to get over this, or or in the best way that you know how, you can't tell to get go over and talk stuff. to like, somebody. You, you, we know, just like we, Evelyn could have been married to, for twenty years by now too. Listen, listen, we can to go back to a uh, married at first sight with um the the awkward guy and the lying girl. She tried to tell him he needed to get over whatever he was getting over. We know you can't just tell people you can't just because you want people to be over stuff doesn't mean they're they're on your timeline. But you can't be there delusional is no either. Some people to get over it. You, you can't. Tell them but to you can't be it better. But you can't be delusional either, Evelyn. You can't be delusional. I don't know if she's delusional or she she yeah she's delusional in the sense to where she will not uh, give her pain the proper time to heal. She's not. She's she's glazing over it. She's glazing over it each and every single time, every single time. Like she is not giving that pain any play, and that's why she still has the pain on the level she has it. Mm. She has not paid the pipers, as they say. Ciao. I just, I understand hurt, and I understand feeling betrayed and blindsided, and all of these feelings. But at some point, for Carmen. Right. <laughs> At some point you have to, well, I say it all the time. You got to acknowledge that you're not going to get the vindication that you feel you deserve. You're not going to get the apologies in the form that you feel that you deserve. Right. But mm-hmm. what is the point of my life from this point forward? If I'm just going to be stuck and trapped and not even, I mean, I don't know. She probably is trying but failing to move past it. I don't know if Miss Evelyn in therapy, she need to be, if she not, she need to go to some grief counseling because I don't, something's not fully processed for Carmen. I feel something hasn't fully processed that that is going to allow her to be like, you know what, this low down, dirty, some of a who body, right? They did this, it was foul, it hurts, and it still hurts, but I'm going to choose to attempt to move on, and I'm going to make actual strides to attempt to to find happiness, and not happiness and caking my face up with this, um, I'm trying to think of an old black beauty brand from like Avon or something, but anywho, cake myself down with this and you know you know my perfumes and and my chanel uh cardigans that tony keep buying for me for christmas you see what i'm saying yes so here's the thing so i feel like every time i've seen uh miss evelyn and their dad without miss wanda it's been cordial i think Miss Wanda. So when you you ask the question like, "What's that your limitation on being like the homewrecker?" Mm-hmm. I feel like the homewrecker and the woman whose home was wrecked. I feel like they will always perpetuate that issue, okay. no matter what. Even if they are cordial in the background, right under, you know, it's like it's still always playing and overplaying, right? Mm-hmm. So the fact that uh, their dad is like, look. I am not going to, you know, have an issue in my home every time my children have an event because Miss Evelyn is going to have an issue with seeing Miss Wanda. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep the peace of my home. Which is a valid feeling. Let's acknowledge yes. that is a valid yes. feeling. Yes, I'm going to keep the peace in my home and bring my wife where where I want her to go, especially if the girls aren't, like, against it, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, and, and and Trina already knows, like, if you try to say Miss Wanda can't be there, you're he also saying your dad can't be there. Period. Right? She already know that he he is choosing peace in his home, 
And and maybe Miss Evelyn needs to understand him choosing peace in his home excludes her. And she needs to find peace with the fact that he chooses peace. Mm. And it just wasn't her. That was so articulate. I think that's what I was trying to get at in my um, uh, roundabout way. <laughs> but so, Miss yeah, Evelyn, so if you, I, had, I if you were in a place to move there. on, like, you'd be trying to protect the peace in your household too. But you too busy. You would be. Mm. But she, she don't realize. She don't inter- She doesn't receive mm-hmm. that she was the interrupter of peace for him. Nah. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we know that that that's not gonna that's gonna be a storyline that's gonna be put in this <laughs> show for for the duration as long as it go for two more yes. seasons, six more seasons. Mm-hmm. Evelyn don't want to be around Mr. Braxton, and she's gonna forever feel that she's won against uh, Miss Wanda because her wig is better. And that's cool. Whatever help you get through the day. But I just feel terrible for Miss Evelyn because she's going to get to her deathbed. And she's she will not have had that second chance to find her true happiness and, and to just, you know, live out the remainder of her days. Because she got more behind her than she got in front of her. That's just how the world works. You know what I'm saying? And to, and, and to be spending the rest of her days in, you know, her Gucci slide-ins and red lipstick still mad. That's the unfortunate part. I, 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 I acknowledge what you're saying, that that hurt is always going to be there. But at some point, you got to choose your happiness, too. And I just don't feel like she's, she maybe she just liked the feeling. The, the You know, some people just don't know how to function if some shit ain't going on. But anywho. It's, a, it's an unfortunate reminder. Yeah. Like, um, I heard a story where, like, there was, like, some breakup, a home record involved in a marriage and, like, the husband and wife that were, you know, separating and divorcing, even though they had like five and six kids mm-hmm. and some of them that were still fairly young, they didn't talk for like seven years mm. because of the pain and confusion and disruption and chaos that the decision to step out and leave caused. So we we hadn't experienced it. So like we're talking about something that we don't know. Right. And so we don't know how extreme that pain can be and how um, triggering the reminder of those people's beings and presence, you know, being in those presence can, you know, put someone. And, mm-hmm. and clearly it has to be extreme because we're seeing this play out after 20 years, you know, and somebody's still cutting up the way that they are. So yeah. it has to be extreme, not just saying she don't know she's like not living life. Because she probably isn't doing the best that she can. But we have to understand, like, this type of situation is probably a hard one. Probably one of the hardest, you know? It's easy to, you know, somebody be messing up and they die, right? Because then you ain't got to keep living and seeing them and their next person, you know, constantly popping up in your life. And even if, you know, even if we see people who do it and they tend to be okay, are we getting real then? Mm. Or are we getting like some, you know, who they supposed to be, right? Because there's a level of me respecting people who just, you know, be, who are in their real feelings and they're not presenting who they're supposed to be mm. in certain situations. So, you know, Ms. Evelyn may never get over this and it might be taken away from her because she doesn't have a whole, whole lot of time in front of her. And unfortunately, you know, the wear and tear this is causing her can be, you know, taking days away from her as well. But ultimately, all I need her to do is come to terms 
with you know her reality without giving them so much energy mm. that's really all i need for her because she gives them too much energy yes yeah, she does she does um onward to um i guess tamar and if we want to talk about opportunist i have always felt that david was an opportunist um something in my spirit tells me that this entire situation with tamar and the alleged unfortunate uh suicide attempt everything after the news of the suicide attempt has just felt really weird and odd to me you know especially coming from the david side of the situation but even Mm -hmm. last season you know with the the trip out to was it napa one of the the vineyards something like that like he's just always giving me vibes you know what i'm saying i I think i need to catch up on that season because I, i feel like i'm missing a lot um, and I think I think that's the season that I'm probably missing because I feel like I've seen most of the other ones. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I don't, I hadn't paid much a lot of attention to David. But what I can tell you, like when her and Vince, when Tamar and Vince was breaking up, it felt like a re a poor edition of Lemonade because I thought she was going to try to swing back with them still being together and working it out. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, now this, and it's just like she, I don't know why she think drama is going to propel her. Because if that was the case, she would be the biggest star ever known to man. Tamar is um, her own worst enemy. She is the root yeah. cause of everything not working out for her, unfortunately. Yeah. So, I mean, she has to know that stirring up drama is not going to get her attention, the attention she wants. So that's what I would hope that she came to terms with a lot sooner. Because, like, girl, you ain't got to orchestrate any of this stuff. Like, because if drama was the key, you be winning so Baby. much more Baby. than what you are. And that's not the key. It's not it. That's not it. So, like, we, I feel like we said this when she was cutting up with Iyanla, mm-hmm. that, uh, like, a few seasons ago, that she needed to just steer clear of cameras. She, she keeps signing contracts. She keeps doing it. And so there is a level of her that is willing to destroy the, the, the innocent she calls herself trying to protect. So it's like, she also has a conflict. Mm-hmm. Right? Her and Tracy and these conflicts are so great. Nobody else in their family has these great conflicts that's tearing them apart like the two of them do. Mm-hmm. Right, and maybe it's because they are the two middle child children. Like they are, like Tamar is clearly the youngest, mm-hmm. and uh, I think Tracy's right after her, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and so they struggle, and like, cause Tracy, you know, there's a lot of middle children. Like there's a youngest and there's an oldest, and there's a combination. But it depends on like where you are from that youngest and that oldest. It depends on how well you're doing. Like their brother, we don't know how he does on the outsiders because we don't see that much of him. But he look like he is the best, right? As far as like mentally, he's the best because he's just steered clear of this, you know, monster, you know, of like television and fame, right? But Tamar being the youngest and, you know, just feeling like she was important to everybody because she's the youngest or whatever is like, it is, it is, we see her. And she, it doesn't always come across well. And we want her to do better. We mm-hmm. want her to be fine. But do she want it for herself? Like, right. is she going to take the steps required, right? And it just feels like she's just going to put herself in harm, harm's way for money. And that's a problem. That is definitely a problem. Like, And I'm not going to speculate on whether or not the suicide, alleged suicide attempt was 
legitimate or not. Like that's not my place. But what I yeah, will, no. what I will say, is that some shit is afoot. Okay, and it 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 it's weird. It's smelling funny. It's looking funny. It's sounding funny. You know, um, I don't know if you remember, but you know, shortly after, you know, everything happened, it was almost like Tamar fell right back into the same. The same old, same old, you know, and and so again, if you can't address the issues, mm-hmm. like the issue, like and it seems like Tamar refuses her part in the issue. It seems like Miss Evelyn refuses her part in the issue. It mm-hmm. seems like Tracy refuses her part in the issue. They are in deep denial with their parts in their personal issues and that way you can never fix anything if you're blaming someone else you have no power to fix anything if someone else is at fault you always have to identify what you're contributing to the issue so you can fix that so you can actually change something and as we can see the three issues the three biggest issues that we see most often making the most noise in this BFV combination Mm -hmm. is Evelyn, Tracy, and Tamar. Mm. Hey, refusal to deal with the issues that they are bringing to the table, causing the most havoc in their lives. Like they won't. I just can't. Like I mean, I don't. I like. I cannot. I Tamar has yet to give herself enough time and space to just rest to move on from any situation that she's been in the last five years. But I say it all the time that being in that quiet space to really be with yourself and sit in your feelings, that is terrifying to people. You see what I'm saying? And I say it all of the time too, that a lot of people can only function in chaos. They don't know what to do with themselves when shit's just going too good. But that, but that still does not negate the fact that something is up with David's ass. And I am just waiting for the other shoe to drop, right? Listen, about what I, his motives are. He is a fucking weirdo. Listen, but you, you, you gotta look at the fact that Tamar keeps inviting this issue in her life. This man cannot be there without her permission. So, at some point, you got to address what's going on with you. As long as we keep dating when we in our when we in a funk, we're gonna keep getting the funky. You know, we're gonna keep attracting the funk. You know, we're gonna keep attracting the issue. Like I, you know, sometimes you just gotta say stop dating. Mm-hmm. Just don't don't date. Don't date for like ten years just to, just to make sure you switch up the level you on. A little bit, so you can get somebody somewhat different from what you've been experiencing. And some of us don't know how to sit, like you said, they don't know how to sit down long enough to get that, you know, a long time to refresh and rejuvenate. And they keep, they go back out on the level that they own, on that damage level and area, or that damage, you know, just the issue bound mindset, you know, and they keep attracting the issues that they already been dealing with. And that's what's happening. Mm. That's what's happening. We, there's trash. no help for Tamar unless she, unless she just sets up her own help. That's the only way. Nobody, nobody can bring it to her. No rich men. No, um, you know, no establishment. Like nothing can. It's not on outside of her. Mm. 
I, I, I don't know. I just It just feels like we mentioned at the top of the show, right? This family don't need to be on TV. But I have my DVR set, okay? I have it set. But unfortunately, it's going to take something happening to one of them, Tamar or Tracy, for them to realize their toxic ways. I don't even think that's going to do it. Um, that That's not, it's not. Because, like, if something happens to Tamar, there's already, like, some inner narrative about Tamar amongst the girls. And they feel like, you know what, Tamar did this to herself. Same mm-hmm. with Tracy. You know, I don't, I don't feel like the two of them would bring the needed reality of it all. Maybe the the more sound ones would bring some, you know, some level of like, oh my God, what what have we done, right? Uh, Tracy and Tamar are kind of self-destructive. Yeah. So nobody is going to do more self-evaluation in regards to them because like a lot of these sisters feel like they've done as much as they could. Like we know Tony, that's like, Tony is a major star. She's extremely close with Tamar. You know, if mm-hmm. you, you wanted to be close to the fame or, you know, accepted, you know, by the oldest sister, then I feel like Tamar has put herself close enough to Tony and they are tight and they will be tight. You know, Tony looks out for the baby and that's what she's doing. And if and Tamar self-destructs anyway, what could Tony have done differently? Mm. You know? They've all seen about this baby and basically you know got the hand slapped you know Tamar is her own worst enemy her own her own her own it is her own fixing that she'll have to do if we're going to see a healed Tamar for real mm. and poor Mikey just often in, in, the, in the periphery he ain't got time he sees he sees it for what it is you know he probably he'll probably talk to them and do some self work and some self healing with them if the cameras don't need to be there. Mm. You know, like I feel like they just need to talk amongst themselves. Maybe do some recording, you know, about what the talk, you know, what y'all need to talk about, getting it off your chest, and y'all all can watch it and see where everybody's coming from. But it don't need to be live for us. Like right. we don't need to see. It. We don't. You know. We don't need to see it. But we y'all don't. figure it out amongst yourselves and get y'all healing that way. And then stay off the TV, you know, because I feel like all this, like when Tracy gets to watch herself back or Tamar gets to watch herself back, I'm pretty sure they ain't making them feel no better. They've had seven seasons to watch themselves back. What you mean? Yeah, a lot of people believe, like, maybe this will be something that helps me. This is not helping. Seven times a charm? <laughs> nope. Listen, we don't need to see them on Iyanla. We don't need to see them with struggle buttons. We don't need to see them with anybody else. It's just simply not necessary. I will continue to watch this season to see how things pan out because I think that um, shit might get really real on the next episode that's coming out in December. I think we're going to see more of Tracy. How much of all of this do you think is for a storyline, and how much of it do you think is for real? You think it's all real? Um, I, I think <laughs> I think Tracy got real issues. Okay. Yeah, I think she got real issues. Now, whether she being extra dramatic, I don't know. I, I don't know, but I think she got some real issues. 
well. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't particularly have anything else to add about, you know, what we've seen so far. It's crystal clear that <laughs> um, this shit going to get way worse before it get any better, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And I think that's pretty much all I have to say about that. Shout out to Forrest Gump. Well, all right, (laughs) then that is it. You know, we'll stay tuned and bring you, you know, a review recap, you know, in the next few weeks. So thank you for listening. Goodbye. You have just listened to the Waning Opinions podcast with your hosts Carmen and Crystal. Be sure to visit our social media pages to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. If you love the Waning Opinions podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes. The Raining Opinions podcast can also be found on Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Raining Opinions Podcast would love to let your opinion rain. If you would like to respond to anything from today's episode, call or text our opinion line at 972-729-9381. See you at the next episode.